Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Hey everyone, we're back for another exciting episode of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Adam Carlson. And we're going to be talking to you today about all of the news that have that's come up in the past week about The Walking Dead. And um, there's a lot of news this week, Adam. Yeah, quite a bit's been going on. Uh, the future of The Walking Dead franchise has been a bit in the air. And fans have been kind of confused about what's going to happen past the dates that have already been announced, as well as some of the things that are happening in the comic book world. So hopefully we'll touch on a bit of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest things right now is, is uh, you know, coming out of Comic-Con, everybody is really curious about um, these new episodes of The Walking Dead. They're going to be like the, I, I don't know, we didn't really figure out what we're calling them, but those bonus episodes, and we don't, there, there's these six episodes that aren't season 11, but they're tied to season 10. <laughs> yeah, season 10, this is going to be the finale, but there's six more episodes before season 11. Yeah. So trying to figure out where these six episodes fit is yeah. interesting. Yeah, and, and just and how to refer to them. I, I think we're gonna I think we might just have to just go with like season ten C T two point That covers all the bases. <laughs> but uh the reason that we're bringing that up today is that there was an article today, a deadline from um that AMC just hosted a conference call with ad executives and AMC CEO Josh Sapin had made a comment that they're already looking ahead to restarting filming on two of the shows, um, Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. And, um, you know, obviously everything is still up in the air, but it sounds like they're looking for um, Fear the Walking Dead, which shoots in Austin, Texas. They're looking for that show to start back up um, on production as soon as late August, which was, it seems kind of ambitious, but I it's think soon. that's, yeah, it's very soon. Um, it seems very ambitious to me, but you know, that's, that's great. And then, um, and then according to deadline, they said the walking dead season 11, but I, again, we don't know if that means those episodes, the bonus episodes, or if that means season 11, like itself um, could start filming in September. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, obviously things are changing on a daily basis everywhere around the country. So, you know, one of the things that I think are is important to note that 
once, you know, even if they have a, a target date to start filming, they are going to have, you know, everybody's going to have to come in and quarantine for two weeks. So there's, it's not like filming is going to start, you know, even if they said late August, it's not really going to start in late August. It means everybody's going to arrive late August and, um, you know, and then quarantine and see where they're at. And even if, even if they do that, it doesn't mean that they can't have positive tests, which then triggers a whole other set of concerns. Well, we've seen sports try to take an approach to be able to get together and start their leagues back up and running. Some are hit, some are miss. Uh, baseball not doing so great. The NBA is doing all right. Uh, the NFL is doing some testing, but again, we're in the early stages of that one, so it'll be telling to see how that works out. Yeah, but as yeah. these sports leagues move forward, we will try to see other or other things move forward as well. And one of those things is the filming of television shows, because uh, AMC is going to want the, a little bit of profit there. You, you can't be running reruns constantly and expect to get good returns from from your viewers in terms of ad revenue and awards and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, AMC is going to want to get that new content out as soon as possible. But, again, there's that fine line where the precautions have to make it so that it's safe enough to where you don't have to worry about endangering your people. And, yes, The Walking Dead is a lot of really fit people because that's you know what you got to be to live in the zombie apocalypse. you got to be in good shape. But there are people there that uh, may work on the cast and crew that have asthma, have other issues that may cause them to have to opt out of returning to work. Mm -hmm. Much like we've seen in the NFL with, uh, like Minnesota Vikings defensive lineman, uh, Michael Pierce. He opted out of the season because he has strong asthma issues. It could be something that simple that keeps people from returning to work. And if that happens to be with someone on a show that's in a major role, we could see an issue where the show may have to dance around someone a little bit because they aren't able to be there to film. And we've seen that in the past. We've seen characters disappear or even disappear without a real story on The Walking Dead. So hopefully they'll be, they'll be, they can be able to work around all of that and keep the major cast together while keeping the crew intact because let's be honest, the walking dead has a really special relationship between their cast and crew and everything seems to always work out so well. And I hope that they can continue that going forward, but it's been so unpredictable with the way everything has worked with the COVID situation. And as much as I want these zombie shows back, I'm willing to be patient. I, I, I can watch some other shows on Netflix or Hulu or whatever in the meantime, I got lots of old shows I, need, I should catch up on. I've still never watched The Wire. Everyone tells me to watch The Wire. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that my list is, is constantly growing, and um, I have no idea when I'm ever going to get that, <laughs> ever get through it. But no, but you, I mean, you touch on a lot of really important points because, you know, obviously the safety of cast and crew is, is the paramount concern. Um, and one of the things that makes it challenging, you know, and, and, and Walking Dead's a little bit different than Fear the Walking Dead. Um, you know, one of the, like, so you see uh, Tyler Perry is kind of leading the charge with this because he has a studio in Atlanta. 
and he created a quarantine camp. And so everybody that's been there, they've been filming for weeks now, but everybody came in, they're living there. They're not leaving kind of like the NBA, like they're, right. they're all in one place. The NBA bubble now, has been working. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the, you know, the guys going out to get their, their food you know, and then <laughs> having to restart. But, uh, you know, you, you have to expect those things to happen because it gets a little, it gets yeah. a little difficult to be locked in somewhere. But, uh, you know, with the walking dead, like they have different locations that they move around to and, and it, it's conceivable that they could do it. It might be a little bit more difficult for um, Fear the Walking Dead because most of their, they don't really have a set so much as they have these location shoots. And with location shoots, you can't limit, I mean, you, you could limit the number of, of crew members that are around. And that's kind of what the current guidelines for filming have, have indicated. It's like you want to have the fewest number of people around as possible. But when you're in the middle of nowhere, like literally nowhere, in the middle of a, of a forest, and God knows, every, every time I visited set, that's where we are, in the middle of nowhere. There's not, I mean, there's porta-potties and, you know, generators creating the electricity because there is no, you're in the middle of nowhere. So being able to, to quarantine and keep everybody safe would be a bigger challenge, I would, I would think, on a show like that where you're not really in a studio the whole time you're not on a sound stage on a production lot you know where, where you can have like oh we're going to move in trailers and you can live in your trailer i don't really see anybody wanting to live in the middle of nowhere for a shoot and then you know have to go back and you know and then then you look at you look at these cast members too i mean how many of these walking dead cast members have brand new children at, you know young children at home right um, babies you know potentially on the way I, I know maggie grace was pregnant i don't know if she's had her baby yet but you know she she was pregnant um i, I think she's still pregnant because we haven't heard that she's had had her baby yet but um you know norman Reedus, uh jeffrey dean morgan like they have their their little girls like that's asking a lot to say that you can't leave for an extended period of time because jeffrey dean morgan is one who would you know he would leave Every, is every opportunity he had to go home and, and be with his family right. and then fly back. So this is going to change a lot to ask people not to, not to leave, but that's really the only way you can do it because every time you leave, you know, and the other, actually the other thing that's really interesting is that Georgia is one of the areas that is on New York's quarantine list. So anyone who lives in New York, if they go down to shoot in Atlanta, they're going to come back to New York and they have to quarantine for 14 days there. So there's a lot of complications to this, but it's interesting that they're, you know, they're, they're pushing forward. Um, but that kind of leads, you know, like, like you said, you can't have, you can't run on prof on reruns alone. Like you have to make a, you have to figure that out. And that was something that they hinted on in this call today was that um, they're looking to finish the year really strong and particularly in quarter four, which now explains why they're airing World Beyond, uh, the season 10 finale, and Fear the Walking Dead starting in October. Now we know why all three of those are happening in the same month, because as of September 30th, the third quarter ends, and then October 1st marks the start of, the, of quarter four. So in terms of having some, a really good end of the year, it, it makes perfect sense to run everything together. Yeah, they're being aggressive going after that fourth quarter. And I can't blame them because if they can prove 
good returns with their original shows and the new new shows that are coming in, the new season starting up. They can entice a lot more revenue from their advertising. And those are some prime spots. And if they can prove it, they can win Sunday night, which they have been for a while when The Walking Dead is on. I don't think it should be a problem for them to secure some of the top-notch advertising throughout when the show when the shows are back for multiple seasons whether it's the walking dead season 11 or fear seven or i don't want to say the final season of world beyond since i haven't even watched the first one yet but i guess that's the case yeah yeah but it i i think that there's um there's a lot of potential there for some spinoffs. So I'm trying, I'm trying to go glass half full with that one and think that, <laughs> you know, there's, there's an absolute reason why it's the way it is. But, uh, you know, it's The Walking Dead. Who knows what they're going to do? True. They've always thrown me for a loop. <laughs> They'll create fake episodes like they did at the comics and just kind of leave everybody standing there with their jaw on the ground. <laughs> Which uh, I, I know I, now... Uh, I, for the listeners out there, Adam and I try to come up with a, a plan for each episode. And our next topic was going to be something else. But now that we're kind of on this topic, I think we better jump into the, uh, to the comic thing because it kind of leads right in like the idea of these, you know, open-ended comic books and being such a really neat opportunity because the shows are now mirroring, like it has the potential to, you know, with these one shots and, and uh, limited episodes they can do with the comics exactly what they can do with the episodes now. And it sounds like there's actually a lot of interest in creating these backstory uh, episodes just as we get with, you know, with some of the comics. And I think it's a really interesting, a, a really interesting time for fans of both the show and comic books. One thing I think is really interesting is how the walking dead has been able to keep their comic book universe and their television universe very divided Mm -hmm. there isn't a lot of crossover sure uh, a lot of the storylines from the comics were used in the shows but now the show has branched out far enough to where sure some of the general ideas are there but it's no longer oh the show is following the comics because that's not really the case anymore Mm -hmm. but one thing we've never seen is the comics follow after the show so i'm not sure if that's something that Skybound or Image would ever be able to do or acquire licensing from AMC to make comics based on the show for spinoffs because so far the only things we've really seen mentioned as far as spinoffs from the show are small maybe mini movies or episodes that are featuring one or more characters maybe some flashback movies I don't know that's all we've really seen mentioned but we've never seen the show references going to the print and I thought that was interesting because I think there would be interest in seeing a comic book based on uh, how Glenn got to his situation to be in the RV camp and Absolutely. that would be very you, you could do that from the comic point of view you could do that from the movie point of view if you drew them like the TV characters maybe yes there's licensing issues and whatever but they could do it based on the complete comics either way. But I think what they should try to do a little bit more is to blur blur those lines a little bit more to try to get more of that TV audience into the comic audience. Because I'd say if I were to throw a guess out, I'd say that maybe 75% 
of people that watch the show or higher have probably never read the comics. Mm-hmm. And the I, comics I, are darn good. And I can say that I am, I am safely in that camp of 75% that I, I started watching the show and, and, um, I've dabbled in the comics and, and I certainly read comics. Like I, I have a pull list at my comic shop and, um, it's not that I don't read comics, but I always, when it comes to The Walking Dead, my mindset has always been that I wanted to approach it with kind of a, a fresh lens. Like, I don't want to know what story we should be following. Or um, I think my favorite example is uh, the frustration I felt when so many people were telling me that Ezekiel was going to end up on a pike at oh, the yeah. end of the whisper, <laughs> like at the end of a certain point. And I said, well, you know, like that just seems kind of weird that, that AMC would just follow it so blindly because their people want this, like, or they don't necessarily want it to happen, but that's like the expectation that everybody has because of the comic book. So I think it's kind of fun when they don't follow the comics, but I think it's also, um, for me, it's always been a reason, like, it, one, it's kind of a daunting challenge to read all of those comics from the beginning, unless you have a massive amount of free time. It seems kind of overwhelming when you look at the massive pile of issues that have accumulated since the show started. It does feel like a lot. And so, you know, so that kind of brings us to where we are now. Um, You know, the announcement that they're coming back out in color in October is interesting because it allows people who haven't been reading them to potentially start from the beginning and kind of get in on the excitement because people will be talking about it. You know, I think people really enjoy that weekly conversation and, or, you know, the, whenever the new release comes out, I, I know you did. I mean, I, I used to love reading your articles, even though I wasn't sure what you were talking about, but like <laughs> the excitement of like the really, you know, new comic book day release day. Of I would story. stay up until they were released on Comixology. Then I would read them. I'd immediately get my article out. I tried to be respectful to comic book people, so I didn't release the most of the comic book articles until around 8 or 9 in the morning when comic shops might be opening up on the East Coast. Uh, but uh, I had those things ready as soon as they hit my box in, in Comixology. So that was, that was when I was really excited. Yeah, so I, th- I feel like that's, you know... It- there are some there are some people who might take the cynical approach and say, "Well, Skybound's just trying to make more money and doing you know, releasing these in color." And you know, there's always going to be that argument. But I think is it a little bit of a cash grab? Sure, sure yeah. it is. You can color yeah. them a little bit. You can add a little bit of extra content at the end. And I'll buy them again just because I want to read that cutting room floor stuff. I want to see if there's going to be a little bit more uh, question and answer kind of stuff in each book. I'm really interested to see these and. I'll put the money down again to read a comic that I already own just for that little bit of extra info yeah. Be- because I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I love reading those comics and I'm interested to see what is, what changed over the years. Mm-hmm. How things, sorry about that could have been different, but <sighs> for some people, this might be their first chance to follow along with the comic as it's coming out. So if, if this is that opportunity for you, you're already far enough out of the show now that we're looking at season 11 coming up soon that you can start reading the comics and you can enjoy it at the pace it's being released. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go and buy the compendiums or the volumes or even standard issues. You can follow along at a pace that a lot of other people are. You don't have to worry about it blurring into the show the way that it is. 
because what is it going to take uh, seven and a half years at two issues per month, something like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you say, I mean, the fact that this is, it's, you get to do it all over again, which means, you know, our undead walking readers, like they can look forward to having some outtake articles from you. You know, like that's, that would be another, like you'll be back in the thick of it, you know, reading those articles at midnight. seeing what's- Cause one of the best things was the letter hacks. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got done reading the comic, if there wasn't something that blew me away where I had to sit and stare at the page for a while, I'd flip to that letter hack section and I'd catch up on all the stuff they had to say. And there was always something interesting or that could be taken away from the letter hacks that was just enough to leave you wondering or hungry for something. And that alone made the price of the issue worth it, even if the rest of the comic was kind of hit or miss. That feeling of not knowing what's coming or being skeptical or just getting hungry for more, it's so worth it. (laughs) Well, you know, again, I think in addition to the ability to create a a new viewing audience for these comic books, I think that this kind of mindset that we're in a time where, you know, again, I mean, the show is going, is, is just about to wrap up its 10th season. Um, the interest is just as much, you know, present as it has been. You know, people, people really want to know what's going on. They want to, want to know the stories. You know, when they ended the comic book last year, it was a shock to so many people because nobody saw that coming. And a lot of people were frustrated that there were stories that were yet to be told. And so now, I think that there's a really interesting opportunity both for the show and for the comics to create stories, you know, like Negan lives these one shot stories or, you know, go back and and explore what Abraham was doing before he met up with Rosita on the walking dead. Like these, you know, could be a limited, it could be a two hour special where Michael Cudlitz comes back in and, and shares what he was doing, you know, and, and, there, there's a really interesting, you know, AMC seems to be behind this idea of, of providing that kind of content. Like they're looking at these stories and looking at how they can do that, which is very much what comic book, you know, comic book retailers or not retailers, comic book uh, companies have been doing for years. Like that's, you know, look how many times Superman has died or, yeah. you know, how many Iron Man, how many different people have worn the Iron Man suit or, you know, like there's, different Spider-Man universes there's been. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then they share these, you know, these, uh, you know, these one-shot issues. You know, like so a one-shot for if, if you're not familiar with it, it's it's a story that's that's uh, it's one story. It's it's you buy one issue and the story begins and ends with that one issue. It can spin into something else, certainly. So you know, as you read Negan Negan Lives Number One, you know they could continue that story. But if they didn't, you would feel comfortable with where it left off. You know, you would, you would read that story. The Alien, which just came out in hardcover last week, a special edition hardcover, it's another shining example of a one-shot that opens up this possibility for, um, you know, this, this brother that, this brother to Rick Grimes who's over in Spain when the zombie apocalypse begins. Fascinating story. Could we continue that that story and and see something you know see another side to it absolutely and in that way it's interesting because it it makes it so that nobody ever really dies 
you can always go back yeah. before something happens and change the way you view that character because all of a sudden there's the ability to go back and and, and see things. Robert Kirkman always jokes that the alien is one of the things he hates the most because they did The Walking Dead better than he did. And <laughs> that may not be true because Robert Kirkman has been absolutely masterful with so many storylines in The Walking Dead. But he's onto something because the alien is different. If you're picking up the alien expecting to read a Walking Dead story, it doesn't have the same exact feel, but it's similar enough to where you know it's The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And the ties to Rick Grimes are just there basically to loosely keep the story focused on The Walking Dead universe and remind people that, yes, this is the same universe. But what we're talking about, the one-offs and everything, and the here's Negan, which was quite interesting. We got to see the origins of Negan in that one. And then Negan Lives, which I've got a minor problem with Negan Lives, but I understand why it's being done the way it is. And and let's talk about that for a second. Um, Now, The Walking Dead made the Negan Lives as an apology to the comic book shops because they absolutely lied to every comic book shop on the planet by making these fake issues of The Walking Dead that never existed. They created order numbers, fake covers. All these were, were sent to comic shops as fakes. And those comic books never came to shops. So all those orders had to be paid back. Their comic, comics never got to their shops. So their way of saying I'm sorry is they sent out these Negan Live comics, and uh, they let comic book stores sell them and everything, and a lot of the profits stayed with comic book shops, which is great. It's absolutely nice of them to do that. They didn't have to, but it was awesome. The problem is that we saw the standard issue. Then here comes the silver foil and the gold foil, and now we've got, and those, those are pricey enough. We've, I've seen some of the, the silver gold foils go for couple hundred dollars here and there yeah when i went to uh when i went to pick up my my copy which my you know my comic shop is awesome and and they had put aside set aside a copy for me and and um but knowing that i write about the show they thought i might be interested in one of those silver gold foil issues and they were sitting next to the cash register and i took one look at the price and i was like yeah I, i i said it's the same story yeah and he's like well, yeah, of course it is. And I said, yeah, I, I think, I'm, think I'm good with this one. Think I'm, I think I'm good, but thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> so then came the red foil. Yes. <laughs> now, red foils are selling on eBay for around a grand or more, which is irresponsible. But, uh, again, this is a way for comic book shops to make a little bit of extra money. Fine. So now here comes the blue foil, which is the second edition. That's the edition I'm going to be getting because I waited too long and I, I wasn't a very good comic book fan and didn't get that red one or silver or I don't know. And now, now from what I understand, a bronze is coming. Yeah, yeah. There's it, and it, it's, it's funny, too, because you have to really be scouring social media to figure out that these things are happening because they're kind of secretive. Like that red foil cover was a skybound exclusive i believe just for people on the inside like they were right. giving as gifts and so 
if you have one, it's either because somebody sold it who received it as a gift, or you're one of the lucky people who happened to receive one um, when they gave some away on social media. So they also included some in the uh, the blind slab boxes from mm-hmm. Skybound, which those people got lucky as well too. And uh, to think that there some orders or just by for following someone on social media, you'd get a comic book that that's selling for about a grand. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I have no idea what the limited run is going to be on the bronze ones, but I'm interested to see if that information comes out, what comic book shops are going to be selling them for. Uh, at this point, uh, image comics has to be at the very least forgiven <laughs> <laughs> for misleading the comic book shops. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, several comic book shops probably made a, pretty nice chunk of change off these Negan lives issues. So uh, I don't know. To me, it's, it's nice that they did it, but I also hate some of the greed that it's bringing forth in people. Yeah. Well, anytime you do anything that's exclusive or uh, limited edition, I mean, it's, it's true of any fandom. All of a sudden people start kind of, I mean, Peel, good God, if you're a certain age, you remember what happened when they had Beanie Babies and McDonald's oh, yes. Happy Meals. I mean, all of a sudden, people were going after Happy Meals that <laughs> didn't even have kids, but they wanted the little fish or whatever it was. <laughs> I had the rooster. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I had a fish, so it was, but I was also at the age where <laughs> I could actually still eat a Happy Meal, so it was... Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't young by any stretch, but I was, I was still... I was still, uh, it would be easier, it'd be harder for me now to buy a, a Happy Meal and, and uh, sell that it was for me. So Yeah, there are <laughs> hardcore collectors that are going to be willing to pay top dollar, and I don't even know what top dollar is for some of these. I doubt it, that the bronze is going to be nearly as exclusive as the, the red, mm-hmm. but <sighs> again, it's hard to know what lengths people are going to go to to ensure that they have as many of these foil covers as possible. And who knows, maybe if blue sells out, maybe they'll make a orange one. Who knows? But yeah, I'm both happy and sad and upset and frustrated uh, for this because I love it, but it just doesn't seem quite right. Well, and you're, I think you're exactly right. I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, again, we're we are very much not saying that there's anything wrong with being excited about these things absolutely not if if that's what you do like i mean i think adam can probably tell you things that he's collected along the along the way i have things that i've collected all the way um you know and and we love what we love and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i think that the challenge with this particular situation is is partly because like adam said like there was a lot of money that was lost at local comic shops because of how they went about this, like because of how they ended the series and, and created orders that for things that didn't actually exist and weren't coming. But also because Negan Lives was meant to be a way for comic book shops not only to recoup some of that loss from that particular incident, but because we're coming out of the pandemic and so many of these shops are have been hit really hard by the pandemic the idea was that these were supposed to generate revenue for comic book shops as they're getting back on their feet. So by creating these, um, you know, these secondhand issues uh, or not secondhand, but these, these secondary issues to those, those original ones, you know, certain shops 
Um, I, I think, you know, a, a lot of times with these special issues, you have to be a certain tier comic book shop to get one. So, yeah. you know, that if, if you're coming out of the pandemic and you haven't been open for three months, how do you know, are they judging based on what you were at before? Like, you know, is it how many orders you placed for Negan lives originally? Like, yeah, there's a lot of question to it. And it kind of, it, it kind of takes away from this really altruistic, like, Hey, we want to help you. Um, motive to, okay, well, we want to help you, but we're also going to create this frenzy by doing this, which isn't, I mean, like, as you say, like some of them are going for $1,200 on eBay, which means nobody's going to the comic book shop. That $1,200 doesn't go to the comic book shop. You know, it's one thing if, if the comic book shop has, you know, like I, I think the gold issue that at my shop was like $300. So yeah. if I were, if I would have bought that sucker, the comic book shop would have kept that $300 and, and that's great because they could use it. But, you know, now you're the secondary market is it, it's problematic, I think, in any fandom. I mean, yeah. living in living in Southern California, I see it all the time with Disney merchandise, you know, people going to Disneyland the morning of a big release and they buy 25 of the same item. And everybody knows they're going to go put it up on eBay or whatever. They're reselling right. it. And it's like that kind of takes the excitement out of it so that it is kind of a weird it's weird not for the people who are collecting these things, but it's weird because of this frenzy that is completely artificial. Like it, it, this would not have been there. Now, I don't want to put a lot of this on Image Comics and Skybound because we've also seen them try to help, help comic shops and creators uh, through things like the Humble Bundle. Right. When they set up that promotion to aid different funds to help out comic shops, comic creators that are struggling right now. Uh, both Skybound and Image Comics have been doing so much in that respect. And I do want to thank them for helping the community and creators try to help people through the crisis. Because now is a tough time to try to get everything done or make it through the duration of time when maybe a small artist can't afford to continue the the lease on their studio right. or something like that. But like I said, it's, it's not them trying to make amends or trying to help out. It's, it's some of these financial numbers. And I know I've, I've collected stupid things with, with small variants and I've considered paying some top dollar for some things, but I, if you have the money and you're a collector, awesome. Fantastic have fun, do your thing. I'm just a little too cheap for that myself. I've, I'm, I'm one of those people that no matter what I buy, I scour the internet for a coupon. So don't come <laughs> at me saying, hey, you know, you're just being cheap because I know I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I think, you know, I think the bottom line is that it was everything with Negan Lives, number one, it was coming, it's coming from a good place. And it is. You know, maybe like there are a lot of things that we're never really privy to, you know, in terms of the details. So maybe these these variants are a way to kind of recoup some of the the costs from producing all of those comics that you know were based. I mean, from what I understand, is the, the shops that got them like they kept the profits. So there, you know, like that was the whole the whole goal. Nobody was making money off of those you know, from Skybound. Like once they right the, the the shops were the ones that made all of the money from it. And that was the intent. So maybe these these special editions are a way to kind of, uh, you know, create a little bit of profit so that they can do more. Because I, I think that the whole industry right now is is 
kind of moving into this this uncharted territory. So, you know, they're trying to figure out these things. But it, again, I think the possibility for more stories like this. I mean, obviously, at the end of the letter, Hacks and Negan lives. You know, the whole Clementine lives. <laughs> like, you kind of open. Okay, well, it, it doesn't even matter what they do. It's just they opened up the possibility for a uh, for possible for more for more things to happen. And I think if it sells, then it means we could see more. Absolutely. And I'm all for more content. If they can give me more AMC content, absolutely. Bring it on. As soon as it's ready, I'm ready for it. If they yeah. want to give me more comic book content, you know what? I'm good with that. Bring it on. I'm ready. Yeah. And, and you know, I think, I think the biggest takeaway from this that, that anybody can see is that people want it. People yeah. absolutely want more. They want more comic books. They want more shows. They want the Rick Grimes movies. They want, you know, more series, spinoffs, limited series. You know, I, I, I think AMC probably, I mean, this is, this is kind of an interesting thought, but like originally those Rick Grimes movies were supposed to be on AMC, which would yeah. create a tremendous amount of revenue for, this, for the network. Now they're going to Universal, so they'll still profit from that. But maybe because they're shifting those movies into the theater, that opens up the possibility to do more movies for AMC. You know, like, so the, I, I don't think there's a limit here. Now, I will say this uh, as one of my final things, because a lot of times they go on forgotten or go forgotten, but uh, sure, The Walking Dead shows are great. The comics are amazing. The video games are cool. But don't forget about those novels. The novels are really good. Uh, the ones based on the governor are fantastic. Uh, Typhoon, quite good in itself. Uh, if you haven't read those novels and you're sitting there and you think you've gone through a lot of The Walking Dead content and you're tired and bored and waiting for more, uh, just go check out some of those books. You can get them for quite cheap these days because well, if you buy them secondhand, they're, they're pretty cheap. If you buy them firsthand, if you go to a retailer like Amazon or something, you can get those books for pretty cheap, and they're very good. And one and of the things coupons. that really interested me, yeah, you always get your coupons. Yeah. Always. <laughs> uh, if you watched my interview with the writer of those books, uh, I talked about uh, Tara and how the Tara from the novels isn't anywhere near the Tara that was introduced at with the governor in the in the show and why those adjustments were made. And I, I thought that was fascinating and I don't want to ruin a lot of that for you guys, but yeah, please check that out because uh, those books are very good. And, and like I said, if you've already watched the shows, played the games and everything else, it's well worth your time. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And, and again, so much of, of everything is, about metrics these days, measurements and ratings and the levels of consumption. So if people are consuming these things, then you can bet that there will be more. You know, the more interest there is in the shows, the more shows will be made. The more interest in comic books, you know, they, they may have been done with the main run, but that doesn't mean there won't be more comics. And, and I think we're, see, we're seeing that. So, you know, if, if you like the books if you've read the books somebody actually it's funny you mentioned typhoon because one of our listeners actually mentioned the books and said hey you should read typhoon so i've ordered it it's it's on order so I excellent 
getting i didn't use a coupon though but i i did oh. order but it was on sale so i i, I saved a little <laughs> bit there <laughs> but uh but yeah like i and you know and i think that's really a, an interesting um yeah i think i think it's a really cool thing because if you're interested in in the walking dead universe it's so much bigger than just one of those aspects. It's bigger than the show. It's bigger than the comics. It's, it's a whole universe now. And so if you want more of it, then show it by, you know, supporting these things, the humble bundles, you know, even if you're you know, everything that you do, people are looking at all of those things as a, as a, a measurement of interest. And so the more you do, the more, I mean, that's, that's kind of why they finished that is, I, I think that's why they finished the uh, telltale game. Like they knew people yeah. wanted that. Oh, I would have rioted right with him if I had no idea how things ended with, with RJ and Clem. Yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, so you see that. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. And it's not to say that that couldn't come back, too, like in, in a different way. But Now, I will add this. If there's part of the Walking Dead universe that's not for you, that's okay. You don't need to just mm-hmm. be negative about it, talk about how much it stinks or it sucks or this is bad and, you know, just go on the Internet and just – find anybody who likes it and tell them they're stupid. Don't do that. Just say, okay, that's not for me. I enjoy this more and talk about how much you like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's it. And honestly, that that's where you really like, you may not realize what you're missing out on because you're not, you're, you're focused on, you know, trying to bash something, but you're not listening to what, you know, what other people are saying. So you like it's it's so much better too. I mean, it's it's one thing to debate, you know. Like in future episodes, you'll hear Adam and I talking about things that, that we like and don't like about shows and directions shows have gone and, yeah. and things that have happened. But we talk about it, and that's and it's always fun because sometimes you hear things that you didn't know about, you didn't you didn't realize, and and you know, I if if not for that one um, that one commenter on on twitter like i i wasn't i wasn't even thinking i knew books existed because adam's written about them before he's done his interview but in that moment with all of the stuff going on in the world i had completely forgotten about the books and i thought you know what tate now's a great time like i I haven't read them yet i'm gonna go read the books and so i ordered them like but it sometimes you, you don't close yourself off but you know also be respectful of what other people are into because that's that's what this walking dead family is all about and let me go on record. I am not a book reader. I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't sit down with a book, and I know I should because it's relaxing and it keeps your brain going and everything. But I still found time to sit down and enjoy those Walking Dead books, and I hope other people will too because I do feel like they're kind of missing out. Well, and, and books are, an, I mean, uh, that's novelizations. Like, that's, there's a world of possibility there for some of the characters that may not make it to the screen. But there's, you know, who knows what they might do with that. So again, you know, you may not, you you may not even know what you're missing until you try it. So, you know, it's true. Yeah, but you know, definitely keep things civil because that's that's what it's all about. I love positivity. I do. <laughs> and when people are positive and they're able to engage in conversation and not uh, not debates, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and just, you know, being respectful because, you know, like we said, like we said, if you want to, nobody here is saying like, oh, you know, that's silly that you collect these comics, you know, these, these foil covers. No, that's not it at all. You know, we're just trying to, for ourselves, make sense of something. But if, if that's what you're interested in, we absolutely love that because sure. 
you know, maybe maybe in future episodes we'll do a little, we'll we'll add a little video component, and we'll each hold up one of our most ridiculous collectibles that we <laughs> because I know we can find them and you know I think we all like we all have those things and that's that's one of the magic the, that's part of the magic of being a fan is that you know you everybody has their cherished mementos and it can be anything from an autograph to you know a thousand dollar replica of Lucille to a you know Rick Grimes hat to you know it could be anything and, and some yeah. of those things get really pricey and if you love them that is awesome but you know we're not we're not uh don't go take out a loan for a copy of Negan Lives. No. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, we can uh and that reminds me because I still have an ed- I still have a copy for you if you want it. So you have a first edition if you want one. I I did get two because I knew you wouldn't have one, so I did get you one. I told my comic <laughs> shop guy and he was like he's like you're the only person we're giving two to because we know you're not reselling it. And I said, no, I'm not reselling it. It's for my friend Adam because he might not get one. And you're so, right. I didn't. <laughs> so I do have one for you <laughs> if you want it. I, I will definitely I take it. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there was so funny story. And then uh, we'll wrap this up. But I think it's because it's, we're still kind of in Comic-Con season. So last year at Comic-Con, the big image exclusive was a special edition of the final episode or issue of the Walking Dead comic, and it, it has a little. What is it? It doesn't have, it just have a, a sticker, a stamp on it. I don't remember. Yeah, it's got the Comic Con stamp on it in the background. Instead of being yellow, it's blue. Okay, so it's it's a special edition, and it was at the comic booth, or the Image Comics booth, and you know, of course, I go to Comic Con every year, so I was uh, I was there, and Adam, you know, was like, "Hey, if you can happen to get one for me." I would be eternally grateful. So of course I'm going to do this for Adam because, you know, so I get in line and, you know, they say like, you see the booth and you're like, okay, that's not too bad. And then you realize where the actual line starts, which is nowhere near the booth because you're like winding. It's crazy. So I was in line for probably about an hour, which is fine because I, I, once I set my mind on getting, because like, I understand the mindset of collectors because I do it myself. So like once I've committed to getting the special edition thing, I'm going to get the damn thing. I don't care. (laughs) So I was absolutely going to get this thing. So the reason that this is really funny is that by the time I got to the booth, there was a guy standing in the booth and I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, I know this guy, but I'm looking at his name tag. I'm like, that's not his name. And it was like some weird, it was like Steve or something like there's no way that that's Steve. That's Johnny Odell from Skybound. And I'm staring at him like, why would he have somebody else's name tag on? Like, is he going incognito? Like, and like, <laughs> pretty soon he realizes that I'm staring at him. And then he puts it together. And he's like, so he says hi to me. And I'm like, wait a minute. I said, okay, my, I'm really tired. It's Comic-Con time. Like, it's you, isn't it, Johnny? He's like, yeah, it's me. I just, I have somebody else's badge on. I was like, oh, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> and, and by then I was like five people away from the front. You know, so I, I was able to get, I actually got two copies because by then I had committed to getting one for myself because I'm like, if I'm going to stand in this line, I want one too because I want to share in the excitement. So, uh, so the only copy that I have of that final issue is the, uh, the exclusive Comic-Con one, but it was just, it was a fun adventure and I was happy to be able to do it for Adam. And it was funny that I happened to, uh, I happen to end up running into Johnny O'Dell from Skybound because he is going to be our next guest uh, this Sunday. 
so we'll be chatting with Johnny. And um, if you guys have any questions for Johnny, feel free to uh, shoot them our way on the, the walking, undead walking uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook. Um, send them to, to Adam and I, and we'll make sure to ask those questions. But yeah. I didn't realize how like apropos that story was until I realized that I was going to plug Johnny Bean here this <laughs> week, but it actually works out perfectly. <laughs> it does. Johnny's quite an interesting guy. And if you follow uh, the Skybound Walking Dead site, he does a lot of really interesting things on his, his account and his personal account as well. He's always got something going on. So yeah, he's going to be a fun one to, to, to have a conversation with. And I look forward to listening to that one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and again, it's one of those really great ones where it's uh if you're a fan of the show, fan of the comics, like you find something to appeal to everybody. So, so yeah, we're really excited to have him. And um, I was actually on a, a guest on his podcast um, when they started the walking dead podcast for skybound. So I figured we should return the favor and have him join us. So we will be yeah, talk dead to me, right? Sounds, sounds, sounds quite good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so he, uh, he's doing that over there and um, we have our undead walking podcast. And so we'll, we're kind of spreading the love by, by having him join us. So, so yeah, so that's, that was actually exactly how I wanted to end was by saying Johnny was going to be with us this Sunday. So, um, so yeah, something to look forward to. And, and um, as always, uh, you know, we love your feedback. I know Adam's been really pleased getting some of the, uh, seeing some of the comments on social media. So it's true. I love getting questions from people because I don't always think of topics or where to steer the conversation. And I don't know what you guys find interesting. So if, if you, anybody out there would really like to have us talk about something that might be in the walking dead news or just something that's on your mind, let us know. I'm more than willing to discuss almost anything. Yeah, me too. And, and um, you know, that's, this is a podcast by fans for fans. So we definitely want to hear from you and, and want to want your feedback and, and, um, yeah, everything we do is 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 for you. So you, the listener. So make sure you're following along. You know, follow us wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Uh, we're in quite a few places. Um, I'll make sure to leave a list because I don't remember where they are. I, I know we're on Spotify and and iTunes and um, Podchaser and Deezer and all kinds of places. <laughs> and we are now. Uh, we're also on Google Podcasts. So if you get your podcast on Google, you can get us there now. And um, there'll be a link to the latest issue or episode on, uh, on undeadwalking.com and on the socials. So feel free to tag us there with questions. So yeah, if you've downloaded the undead walking app, you'll get all our new articles pop up right on your app. And you also get the notification of the article for when each podcast goes live. So I can't recommend those apps enough. Yeah. Yeah. So if you lots of ways to get the, uh, the latest news and to hear Adam and I, talking about it and rambling sometimes, but I think, you know, <laughs> when you love something the way we do, you ramble a little. It just kind of happens. So <laughs> it's nice to be passionate about things, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And it's nice to, it's nice to escape one thing, you know, one, uh, it's nice to escape the pandemic and talk about the apocalypse. It's we, true. When the biggest problem way. we have on here is, is foil fever. That's, that's okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so I think, uh, I think that's, that's it for, for this episode. And, um, Adam, thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks again for bringing me back. I'm still not sure. I think this is 
number two or three. I don't know. I lost count already. But but I'm I'm in it for a few more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as it, it, I'll keep sending you the uh, the invitations to join, and hopefully you keep coming back because <laughs> I love having you here. So. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> So with that, um, thank you guys for listening. If you made it all the way to the end of the podcast and uh, be sure to leave those reviews, send us your questions. And as always, stay safe, wash your hands and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.